Hello, you're listening to the Bonded Books Podcast, where we discuss books, fight over book boyfriends, and the lack of filter is a family trait. If you're lucky, you might even hear one of our dogs barking in the background. Because hey, if we have to deal with them, then so do you. We hope to dazzle you with our discussion while not being hurtful to the authors we feature. Success not guaranteed. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, honey, I made it. Yay. Yeah, yay is right. (laughs) Oh, my God. What a morning already. I hear you. Was it productive at least? Well, it was interesting. I had that appointment this morning with the ENT specialist for my vertigo. He came in the room and he asked me like rapid fire questions one after the other. Like, are, do you have anxiety? I'm like, dude, I was born anxious. What are you kidding me? So anyway, he ends up telling me, I don't have regular vertigo. I have a fucking migraine. He gave me all this paperwork to read. There's a, a migraine that induces the feeling of vertigo that doesn't cause headache pain. I know when it first started, my head did hurt. I'd kind of wake up in the middle of the night and be like, God damn it, my head hurts really bad. So anyway, he sent me to the grocery store or the store and had me buy all these vitamins and said, I want you to try these. You're on too much other medication, of course, to give me regular migraine medication. So he said, you try these vitamins, blah, 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 supposed to help, come back in six weeks. Interesting. I have not heard that before, but it kind of makes sense because do you remember like years ago when Jeff got that migraine that made him lose his vision in one eye? Optical migraine. Yeah, I get those. Yes. So I guess that kind of makes sense, but I've just never heard of that before. So weird. Me either. And at one point he says to me, he goes, are you, I feel like you're angry or frustrated with me. I said, no, I just can't believe what I'm hearing. I seriously can't believe it. I mean, all these times that I've had vertigo, he said, you've had a migraine. He goes, that's why Mm. when you went to physical therapy, it made you want to throw up when they moved you. And I said, yeah, that's exactly what happened. I didn't want to go anymore. So yeah, it was crazy. And he also said, there's migraines brought on by COVID. And Mm -hmm. that probably is what triggered it. And he also said that traveling, if you're a migraine person, that traveling trip off a migraine and I said oh yeah I just went to Scotland with my daughter in October and he said that's probably what started all of it he said he he suffers from migraines he has the same problem every time he wants to travel and I said this sucks because there are places I want to go and he said well you can still go but try this medication and let's you know these vitamins and see what happens so wonder if when you had COVID the first time and you said your ears bugged you for so long if maybe you had the COVID migraine. Maybe. Yeah, because I did have what I thought was vertigo or my inner ear was messed up just on one side for like months yeah. afterwards and it finally went away. So now this whole thing is fascinating. Wow. Okay. That's what I said to him when I left. I said that was fascinating. I can't believe all these things I'm hearing. So yeah, I'll show you the paperwork he gave me. But I don't understand why a migraine would last that long. I've had cluster migraines. I've had ice pick migraines. I've had optical migraines. So now I have another in my plethora, I guess, vertigo migraines. Who who would have thought? I just was shocked when he told me. It's fun having issues like this because then you're like what's causing the migraine is it dehydration is it my hormones is it something i ate is it lack of sleep it could be anything (laughs) yeah and he said to me if you go in a room and lay down where it's dark and you take a nap it's gone when you wake up i said is it gone i mean i'm like super No, it's not gone, but I do feel better because I told him I went to the grocery store on Saturday. I had a horrible time grocery shopping. It's like I couldn't look up the shelf to grab things. I couldn't look down on the shelves to grab things. It was really hard. And he said, that's the migraine. 
fascinating what a joy yeah i was talking to a girlfriend of mine the other day on the phone and she said to me i was really surprised she said this because i always thought of her as such a happy happy person she's like i don't know about you but i'm pretty much over it at this point of my life (laughs) (laughs) i just started laughing and i said you're not going anywhere without me if you're planning anything you better fucking call me and we'll we'll do it and I said, let's mm-hmm. do it with an alien mask on or something really bizarre. Oh, God. <laughs> like some cultish shit. Yes, that's what we were talking about. Because she said, like that cult, blah, blah, blah. She was, let's just do tinfoil hats. I'm like, okay, I'm down. So how uh-huh. is your world going? Better, I hope? Um, It's great. Yeah, I was actually doing some embroidery today. Just kind of getting into that. I actually, you're going to laugh at me, but I did this macrame class like a week or two oh, ago I, now. Yes, I remember. I'm like, why didn't okay. you just come over? Well, so the class was fun. So I actually ordered some macrame cord on <laughs> Amazon. <laughs> what are you going to make? I don't know. There was a cute like wreath or I saw a couple ornaments. Because, you know, I get all my embroidery patterns off of Etsy. And then, of yeah. course, and now there's like macrame shit you can get on there. So I'll probably just try making like a couple more ornaments, which is what we made at the class that I went to. Yeah. So anyways, all, right. all that to say, I'm trying to finish my current embroidery project so I can move on to try a couple little macrame things oh you have discipline because i don't feel obligated to finish anything before i move (laughs) on to that's why i have six different projects all over my strewn all over my house it's embarrassing but true it's like if i did that i'd be so depressed i'm actually pretty close on this embroidery i'm doing so i'm doing pretty good on that i feel like I can probably finish that in the next couple days. But also because I have like kids and everything, I'm really limited in my space where I can do my crafts. I just have a very small table in the office. That's my crafting area. That's a blessing, believe it or not. My crafting area is every square foot of this house. All over my (laughs) counter, all over my table for 12. I don't have 12 people to even invite over, but I needed the table for my shit. (laughs) A whole whole room that's dedicated to various types of crafts I do. And every time I start a new netting or crocheting project, because I buy Starbucks coffee, they give me those little Starbucks bags. Every new project goes in a Starbucks bag and I just (laughs) grab it when I want to work on that. So right now I seriously have six, six Starbucks bags in my living room. (laughs) Different, different (laughs) projects. I spent on that sweater I'm trying to make. So I brought it to the group and they're like, oh, that yarn is way too thick for a baby. I said, it's the fucking weight they said to do. Of course, because they fucking told me that I got different yarn. I started the sweater. I couldn't figure out what the fuck I was doing wrong while I was counting my stitches. They were never coming out. Right? I must have ripped out that goddamn sweater and counted those stitches. I don't know how many times, but I finally, finally got to the point where I was on the yarn that they said was too thick. Okay. So I spent all that time redoing it on a different type of yarn. I'm like, why am I even doing this? I'm giving it away for free. I've decided all this work. I'm giving it to you to give to your grand, a grandbaby saying that your great grandmother made it. Okay. (laughs) I'm not even giving it away anymore. It's too much fucking time and effort in it. It's too much work. It's got to be now it's, it's a brand new antique. We've decided. Yes. It's a family heirloom to be passed down for generations and i will replace the yarn that i got from the group with the plethora of other yarns that i have in this craft room oh and also Mm -hmm. remember how i was having the problem with my stupid kindle where my notes would export still having the problem i was online forever with a chat person from amazon trying to figure out what is wrong with my kindle he had me on deregister the thing and i said well am i going to lose all my info he said no then re-register it see if it works that way i got it to uh, do it i opened it up of course all of my books were not downloaded they were just blank And I'm like, uh, I'm opening this thing up and all my books are blank. And he's like, well, just download the ones you want to read. I'm like, dude, you don't get it. (laughs) 
<laughs> I want to read all of them. <laughs> yes, I have like 300 fucking books on here. Books that I've finished that have my notes in it and all this shit. Anyway, I went in my mail. He said, email it to yourself and see so it looked like it worked so i was super happy after the doctor today i came in here and i'm like great i'm gonna open it i open my mail it says what do you want to open it with i say google excel sheets or whatever i open it they're out of order again can you open it to a google doc instead of an excel spreadsheet it is a google doc it's google excel no they're two different things you could either have it look like a word document or you could have it look like an excel document like when you look at it are all your things in like a table like a grid or is it just yes. like chat like okay I can pick either one. If I pick the PDF file, what happens is way too many fucking notes. There's way too many highlights and all this. It's spaced weird. So I'm like, I'm just going to keep doing the, yeah, it says notebook open with, I say Google Sheets, right? Okay. I can pick App Sheets, Cloud Converter, Doc Hub, Google Sheets. And more. I don't even know what else they're talking about. And then I have okay. to download a different app. So when I open it, I pick Google Sheets and it opens, but they're out of order. Okay, you're downloading your notes a different way than I do. So what? Well, maybe next time over I come over. <laughs> yeah, it'll be I a have cold to give day you that. Hell. <laughs> Fourteen podcasts later, be like. Yeah, when the fuck are you coming over to see your mother? I, who No one would know in a million years. We literally, people live a mile away from each other. She drives by my house almost every day to take the kid to school. I never <laughs> see her. Never. I know. I was thinking today, I was like, I need to figure out how to get to your house so I can give you your pie thing and then those chestnuts, which we bought and have still not eaten. <laughs> oh my God, they're probably rotten. Get them over here. So now I'm going to be jonesing for these chestnuts, which I can't find anywhere. And I'm sure you're not going to show up. I'm sure something will happen. It's all right. <laughs> it's I fine. Submitted, I've submitted my application for another family to adopt. So I'm just waiting to hear back. Yes, I, I've checked the e emails. I haven't seen anything yet, but. Well, you will. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you know uh, as soon as my other family comes into play. Okay. All right. A heads up. I like it. Why do you think I called you or made you call me yesterday to see if you still loved me? Because this is why. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to drink my iced coffee as you. <laughs> oh, I'm drinking mine, too. I've That's already had a lot of coffee today. Ooh. Well, if you have migraines, you're not supposed to be drinking coffee. Did you know that? Well, just fucking put a bullet in my brain because I'm not giving up coffee. Thank you. Now you know how I feel. At my age, I've had to give up drinking coffee. They want me to cut out salt. I'm pre-diabetic. I can't, I don't get sex anymore. I mean, it's just, there's just no point. I don't get it. I know. I talked to the neighbor last night. I had to give her something back that she had given me um, for Thanksgiving. So I was talking to her about Christmas because on Christmas Eve, sometimes we'll go to the other neighbor's house and have like a little cocktail Christmas Eve thing. And so anyways, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, like I found a couple drink recipes that actually look really good. So I want to try them. I'm like, but you know, like the problem I have now when I drink because life is fucked, right? Mm -hmm. Is, oh my God, I just realized I never plugged in the fucking, I never plugged in my microphone. Oh, well, I can hear you. I don't know what the problem is. Oh, Jesus H. Christ. Okay. Well, I don't know how I'm going to sound. <laughs> I just looked and it's like, oh, I see the cord and it's not plugged. You know, when you call the IT and they're like, is your computer plugged in? <laughs> <laughs> no. Huh. Oh yeah. So take a minute and plug it in. What does it take? I don't. Second? I don't want to plug it in because sometimes when I change it, like sometimes when I unplug my headphones, it'll fuck up everything. So whatever. So anyways, I told you. You know the really fucked up thing that happens now is that when I drink, I don't sleep well that night. Mm -hmm. And I've heard that alcohol can mess with your REM cycle. And I'm like, am I that yeah. fucking sensitive in my REM cycle that one or two drinks? Because when I do drink, I really don't have that oh. much. Mm -hmm. I'm like, one or two drinks is making it so that I can't fucking sleep at night? So yeah. fair. Well, just don't take an ambient with the drinking. Well, it, I don't. it just is what it is. Yeah. 
I weep that I can't drink anymore because I swear to God, with things that go down, I would be face down in the gutter. The yeah. cats would be calling you going, I think we have your mother here. She's face down in the gutter. It's like, just tell them, people, if you live her life, you'd be face down in the gutter too. It's all good. <laughs> Oh, good. Uh, do you know what else was good? What? This book. Finally. It was. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about this book and stop bitching and moaning. There are people in the world that have it far, far worse than we do. How sad for them. Okay. <laughs> Wicked Captor by Zoe Draven, and it is book one in the Warrior of Rosin series. Do you want to start with the... There's a blurb at the beginning of the book. Um, Do you read that or do you want to talk about that? Hold on one second. Yeah, I have to get my Kindle open because my notes are all out of order. So I noticed that the blurb was at the beginning of the story, but as I normally do, I skipped it because I don't usually like to read the blurb before I read the story. Mm -hmm. But the blurb says, For this wicked warrior of Rosin, there are no rules. Getting abducted by aliens wasn't exactly on Kara Call's bucket list. Is that her last name? I don't feel like we ever figure that out in the book. Yeah, it does say that. Oh, okay. In the book. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when she's taken captive by a massive overbearing alien warrior, she comes out with fists blazing. Too bad her new captor is as delicious as they come. Piercings, scars, and a sinful grin promising wicked things to boot. Devix was once a proud and celebrated warrior of Luxeria until he was exiled, punished for a crime he didn't commit. Now working as a ruthless mercenary in the quadrants, his final job is delivering a feisty human to his employer. But when he realizes the female is his fated mate, with her lush curves and sharp tongue, He risks everything to keep her. Trapped on a small spaceship and alone with an alien who awakens her darkest desires, Kara begins to realize her strange attraction to her captor might be the least of her problems, especially with vengeful aliens hot on their tail. Okay, I have to say that I read that and I thought, who knew that Zoe Draven knew me so well? I can't (laughs) believe the character is named after me. The way she describes this woman i wish that i had a feisty alien warrior wanting me i'm like oh my god this is gonna be awesome so thank you zoe draven i've never read a book where a character had the same name as me i knew i liked her (laughs) that's pretty funny i know reading that blurb i'm like oh yeah you would not mind being trapped on a small spaceship and having your darkest desires awakened it does fit you very well (laughs) doesn't it I know. I'm like, this is going to be interesting. (laughs) The book is about Kara and Devix. I kind of liked that it actually opened and it's with him. Like it's from his perspective, I guess. Uh And so we kind of learn a little bit about him before we figure out what the deal is with Kara. Yes. And so um, we find out he's a Luxurian warrior and that Which they have legendary I, wait, battles. I have to comment. She has another series with those warriors in it, right? Because didn't we read a book of hers before? And the, the they were Luxurian warriors. You know, it's possible because she says in this book that he, Devix, has a blood brother we don't actually ever see in this book mm-hmm. and is on the home planet that he came from. And so it's possible. And then also there was a little reference to... Yeah. Oh, I have it highlighted in a later chapter. Okay, where, we'll talk about it later. There's a reference to another Luxurian warrior and something he did that Devix hears about. So I've, I've read all that. And at first I was thinking maybe those were later books in the series but they're actually not because the second book in the series is actually about the same two main characters so maybe it's a different series that is about them it is a different series because when we when he finds out or or he hears something about the other warrior i'm like that's the book we read i don't remember what the series is called it's probably uh luxurian warriors (laughs) it's easy enough to find it but (laughs) Yeah, I read that series too. So anyway, 
yeah, when he said what he was, I was like, wait a minute, but this is a different series. So, okay. So Devix has been exiled. And so because of that, he has really short hair, which is like an indicator that he is an exiled luxurian warrior. And he also has black curving horns that protected his head, which his horns I actually found really interesting in the book because they moved. Yeah. Very different. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a book where the horns... So they're kind of like... I guess when they're like resting, they come out of his... On top of his head and they go like back towards the back of his head. But depending on how things are going, Mm -hmm. they will like uncurve. And then at some points, they're sticking straight up. Yeah. And that means one thing, which I would think would be a little embarrassing, but okay. (laughs) It's not the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even think of that but that's hilarious yeah it's not the only thing sticking up i guess is what yes we should say. i could uh, i instantly thought that i'm like it's a head hard on <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yeah god, so hilarious. when people see him because he's been exiled and it's known that they have to shave their head if they're exiled people are even more terrified them of him than they normally would be because they know that means he's anything goes for these men that do this and are exiled he is sent by the man he works for so i guess he was in a fighting ring and he was rescued by this guy who he's in uh, like an indentured servant to correct yeah, the guy's name is Sarkon. Yes. Yeah, so his job by his employer is to pick up and deliver Sarkon's newly purchased pleasure slave to add to his harem. And once he completed this task, his debt would be repaid and he would finally be free. It was very Princess Leia and Jabba the Hutt-ish to me. <laughs> <laughs> what what do you mean the sarkon guy like oh, oh the, okay oh yeah not not devix he's hot he's definitely not job of the hut <laughs> yeah the thing that i didn't really like about devix is that his eyes sounded a little too similar to the ice planet barbarian eyes it says In that he has way? bright blue eyes he only had well I guess they're a little different because he does have pupils and I don't think in Ice Planet Barbarian they do, but it says he's got two wide set eyes, but there's no white. It's only pupils and blue irises. Mm -hmm. So I was just picturing like bright blue like they have when they get the Sakui. Well, they, I don't know that they're bright like the Sakui people, the eyes, the way their eyes change, but his eyes also can be black and on planets they're only one color they're that blue Mm, doesn't doesn't matter getting lost in the weeds here yeah i did like how his voice was described though because when kara hears his voice it says his voice made the hairs on her arms stand on end it was both as smooth as velvet and as rough as sandpaper yeah so she's held by some other guy that sold her to sarkon and Max is going to get her and i love when they're waiting they make her wear a hood the guy's waiting to hand her off and he gets mad at her for something or he puts her his hand on her <laughs> Oh no, the part where they're all three of them are together. I'm trying to get to it in my notes since I can't. Oh, the door hissed open and the sound of heavy feet step footsteps met her ears. She said it was like being in a Western movie. She didn't even want to look at him. She was so freaked out. It says he was massive, cords and and cords of rope-like muscles lined his bare arms. His shoulders were the size of basketballs. He was wearing a dark <laughs> suede sleeveless tunic of course we got to see those arms that stretch tight across his chest highlighting square pectorials and a slab of defined abs and his thighs dot 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 they looked as strong as tree trunks and filled out smoke colored pants so yeah he sounds like quite the catch 
even to the point where he had full full lips and high cheekbones. He's everything we want. He's hot. He's gruff. He's a big sweetie on the inside. Mm-hmm. The he does go to get Kara to take her to that guy to replace. So this is basically like the whole premise of the story, right? He's just delivering her to the yeah. other guy. So then we get a we kind of get the forced proximity trope in here because now they have to spend, I think he calls it six spans or something. They have to spend essentially six days together traveling to this guy to deliver her. But of course, right away in the book, it's literally in chapter two, he feels what he refers to throughout the book as his instinct and instinct Mm -hmm. is capitalized so it's like his i guess later in the book they call it like the fated mate bond but he just calls it his instinct and how he felt it for the first time in his entire lifespan because of this girl that he's supposed to be passing off to repay his debt yes and it says also against his employer's wishes he got a language implant so he could understand what she was saying but at first he acts like i guess he doesn't really answer her well he's really pissed off at his circumstances because in chapter three one of my highlights is he's thinking about how unfair it is basically that he has to take her and pass her on even though she's supposed to be meant for him so the quote is the pain of loss hit him hard he wanted to bellow to the ceiling wanted to rage at the fates for toying with him so cruelly they had truly abandoned him if they tormented him like this the pain was unconceivable yeah so he's realizing she's a fated mate for him and i thought how would he ever be able to give her and leave her when we all know fated mates are somebody that you would protect till the death yeah he's really conflicted which fortunately he gets over this pretty quickly but you know this has to be some sort of conflict in the book so he wants her he's fated to be with her but we've seen this before in books where it's like well I can't have you and then he kind of toys with the fact that if he gives her to Sarkon then his debt is repaid he can go back to his home planet which I think he hasn't even been to not his home planet where he's living since he was exiled Mm -hmm. he hasn't been there in like a couple years in addition to that we find out why he was exiled and sarkon Mm -hmm. says that he has some sort of evidence or information that can go about clearing his name and then that way devix could no longer be a disgraced warrior so he's really conflicted in the like wanting to see his blood brother again wanting to clear his name wanting to do all these things and thank god he like realized pretty quickly like none of that matters if you don't have your mate yes it's true yeah so he takes her on his ship they take off you know then they have a couple of chapters of him explaining what a shower is to her and her deciding i'm gonna befriend him i'm gonna try to persuade him not to give me over to this person. And I'm going to do that by finding as much out about him as I can and by becoming his friend. And I think she also is a realist where she understands that she doesn't know where she is. She has no idea how to get off the spaceship. And even if she did, where would she go? She might be in worse circumstances. She's probably never going to get back to Earth again. So So basically, because they're spending this time together, she's like, I want to kind of befriend him, get some information. And then he, I can't remember if he brings it up or if she does, but he decides that he's going to train her on some physical maneuvers to try to help her and set her up when she's on that home planet so that she's not so like weak and defenseless because of course she's just a scrawny little human and he's this like big warrior and so he starts well, I doing love physical this. training i really liked this that you know he thinks in his head i'm gonna have to give her to sarkon but i am at least gonna prepare her and he does tell her Your first option, he calls her female, which I find incredibly hot. I don't know why, but I do. He calls her female and (laughs) he tells her, I'm going to prepare you. But if given the opportunity, your first thing should be to run because you're a puny human 
and you can never <laughs> overpower a big person like me. So your first thing would be to run. And then I'm going to train you what to do in the event that you can't run or, you know, how you can maybe get out of his grass. She's having a hard time because he she's getting more and more attracted to him during this training. And he tells her, you know, you need to focus, stop thinking, and just do what I'm telling you. There's a lot of back and forth between them. And he tells mm. her, you only have six spans before I have to relinquish you. You know, so she realizes she needs to get it together. And this is probably her best opportunity to, I don't know what. It's like, you're going to be on a weird planet. You're going to escape. And then what are you going to do? Where are you going to go? And I think he tells her pretty quickly that she's going to be a pleasure mate, doesn't he? He does or tell her, yeah. He'd be like, oh, God. And then the guy that is going to take her, he's like a snake. He, They describe him as being like a snake looking. And I was like, that's horrifying. Well, he's not a hot snake like in some of the Naga books we read. Oh, yeah, I thought that too. <laughs> he's no Naga. <laughs> so that is all very interesting uh she has a scar on his leg which she later explains to him but they get down to trying to teach her the best way to survive in her new surroundings yeah so then they get this sort of routine where it's the training she's exhausted from training so she showers and sleeps but then some a lot of times she can't actually fall asleep so then she sits on the bridge of the ship and kind of talks to him and looks at the stars and then it's like rinse and repeat so a lot of the book is this and then little bits about themselves unfolding during all of these interactions it was in chapter whoops if i can scroll chapter eight that's when she says the thing about seeing a person who actually looked like devix mm -hmm. and she says I've seen one of your kind before. I just remembered. And he sits up straight and he's like, where? And she says, at the pit, which is a fighting pit, like gladiator style. And if you win at the pit, you get to take your pick of your prize, right? Yeah. So he says, it's impossible. And she says, well, why? And he says, no honorable Luxurian would fight to claim a pleasure mate, especially if she was unwilling. It goes against everything our species reveres. And so Karis says, he only had eyes for this brunette, the woman that was standing next to her, and that mm -hmm. he, this other Luxurian, tossed her over his shoulder like some caveman caveman and left and she never came back to the cadiz and so he thinks that it was vaxin the prime leader his blood brother's friend the male who had sentenced him to exile instead of death and he thinks that's who it was at the pit based on how she describes that guy so that's got to be the other series that you're talking about right yeah and she she describes him as wearing golden bands around his arms and that's only worn by the prime leader so that's how he he's like could it possibly be would he have done that and he tells her i mean yet again i don't know, remember what part of the book he tells her this but of course there was a war on their planet they were tricked by whoever they were fighting they unleash some kind of weapon that either if the females on his planet didn't die, they were left sterile and could not have babies. You're talking about the virus that killed the, a bunch of the women? Yeah, it says the plague had not killed outright, but had been left. Uh, the females that weren't killed were left completely infertile. So now mm -hmm. he thinks that this prime leader was trying to find someone to continue their species, their race, I guess. Oh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And I didn't highlight it at the time, but later in the book, it kind of makes sense that this was here in the earlier chapters. Because at one point, Kara asks him about, you know, they do eventually have a lot of sex. Spoiler alert. So she <laughs> says... She yeah. says something about like, do I have to worry about getting pregnant? And he was like, well, no, I don't think so, because I've never heard of somebody from his species actually getting 
anybody else outside of their species pregnant. So maybe that plays into book two. I mean, could. I, I, yeah, I don't know. So in chapter 11, he does get those completely straight horns. And then it is <laughs> at that point that he goes down on her and she realizes that his tongue is ridged yes. and it had small hardened knobs all over it. It could be cool for this purpose. I don't know. At some point she starts kissing him. I don't know if I, this is probably doesn't make any fucking sense, but I don't know if I would want to kiss him if he had a tongue like this, but I would definitely let him go down on me. Like, does that make any sense? (laughs) Uh, I don't think it would matter. I think I would do both. I don't, yeah, I don't think it would matter. And she wants to reciprocate to him, but he keeps telling her because he doesn't tell her you're my fated mate. Of course, I don't like when they don't tell people. But anyway, he tells her I can't because I won't be able to stop myself. I, I'm going to be super possessive of you. I'm going to be really rough with you. And she's like, so I like it rough, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. She definitely thinks she definitely (laughs) does. Yeah. He's like, no, you don't understand. So he will pleasure her. But, you know, he's not going to have sex with her, I guess, because he's afraid one, he's going to hurt her going to be it'll be on. Let's say that once that goes down, it's uh, there's no going back. Basically. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, I did like, uh, I think it's maybe halfway through the book, he finally starts opening up to her because there were several chapters where he refused to even tell her his name because he was trying yeah. to keep his distance. So he slowly opens mm-hmm. up to her. He he tells her about that virus and what happened with that. Then he tells her that she, he was a farmer and he would sell food at a market. And I thought that was fucking adorable because she's yeah. a chef or she yeah. was a chef on earth. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, they're perfect together. He can do... Aren't they though? I know. I'm like, oh my gosh, they can have like a whole farm to table style restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have it all planned out. God. Uh, okay, so then then there's several chapters where I didn't highlight anything because they finally started doing stuff and I was just too in it. Um, yeah. The only thing I have highlighted from when they start actually finally doing a lot of things sexual things together is from chapter 18 where she thinks that he growled dirty naughty unintelligible things to her in his own language and she'd long since stopped asking him to translate she understood his meanings and frankly she was more than flattered that she'd seemed to fuck the english right from his mind (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was very hot but you start reading it it says so talk about multiple orgasms. Dear God, I would have had to be hospitalized. <laughs> you know, it says he, you know, after her 10th, 12th, 13th orgasm of the night, all making her sleep scream with pleasure. And I'm like, holy crap. And on top of it, she asks him to spank her while they're having sex. Mm-hmm. She's really into being dominated. So, of course, he tells her he's going to. I'm like, good God. Well, and that, of course, it's one of those things where, and I feel like this only happens in books. This doesn't actually happen in real life, obviously. He's like, I've got to go down on you and give you so many orgasms before I could possibly fit my gigantic alien yeah. cock inside of you. <laughs> so then, he's literally yeah. like going down on her for I don't even know how long. And at one point, I think it was here. I don't remember when she actually blacks out from too many. Yeah, (laughs) I think I would, too. Like, holy God. Yeah. I mean, I would not be opposed to finding out if that was actually possible. (laughs) But I feel like this is just a book thing. (laughs) Yeah, right. It's called a fantasy for a reason. Yeah, uh, it was all interesting. And he was very much an amazing lover. Oh, I don't think we even said at when he kind of does this turning point of opening up to her and everything during that six day travel. He's decided that he's not going to take her to Sarkon. He's going to keep her for himself. So they do end up getting to his planet in Rosin and going to his house and 
He's like, you know, I might be able to get you back to Earth or get you a way to contact Earth, but it might be a while. So like, you're going to have to stay with me. Is that okay? And of course, she's like, sure, because like he is giving her those 700 orgasms a day. And so of course she says yes. But at no point does he tell her like, you're my fated mate and I want you to stay with me forever. And I think... He does kind of justify not telling her by saying something like all of her choices were taken away. So he wants her to choose him instead Mm -hmm. of just saying, like, you have to stay with me because you're my fated mate. So it kind of makes sense. But it's also kind of annoying because he doesn't just flat out tell her and let her decide with all of the information. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't get I don't understand it. And he does explain to her that. His parents were fakes, and when his mother died of that virus, the his father followed his mother into the other to the other side. And she's all, "You're telling me your father killed himself?" And he explains to her, "When you're fated mates, you can't live without the other person." Yeah, I guess the main reason why he doesn't tell her is because you have to have this final conflict in the last like. 10 or 12 percent of the book that wouldn't Mm -hmm. happen if she knew that she was his mate so this was kind of i mean it kind of made sense but it was also a little annoying yeah i kept thinking because at this point i'm like 80 percent in the book and i'm like when the hell is you know there's always the you know that the guy's gonna come looking for them because he's super pissed that he he didn't deliver her he does. Devax explains, though, that his farm is out in the middle of nowhere, that nobody knows where he lives. He makes sure he's never followed. So I'm I was very surprised that they found them out there in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So basically it was <laughs> I mean, this would kind of be a red flag for me if when they got to Rosin and then they go to his house for the first time. Mm -hmm. they have to do multiple cars they do like changing of locations she's like i feel like we were doing this like covert operation switchbacks at one point they like got out and like ditched the rental car or whatever they were using Mm -hmm. for transportation and used a motorcycle or some shit that was hidden in a bush and like she fell asleep at some point because it took so fucking long to get to his house it was so hidden so i'm like yeah it's very like I would be a little scared, but, you know, I guess she trusts him. But all that to say, yes, of course, they're in the middle of nowhere. But, of course, Sarkon shows up eventually. And she was making plans in her head to, like, be in it with Devix for the long haul. But then, of course, he hasn't told her that they're fated mates. So when he tells her at some point that he basically found a way for her to contact earth or like go back yeah she, go back she like freaks out and she's like oh shit like i'm in it for the long haul and he just considers me a pleasure mate because mm-hmm. like i'm what he says a pleasure mate is a lover with no promises and no expectations so she gets upset and then she runs off so then this is what finally causes that bad guy to get a hold of her and the whole like conflict at the last 10% of the book ensues. Yes. And I have to say, I would never feel comfortable living in the middle of nowhere like that. Every time I read that or I see that in a a movie or something, I'm like, what if the person dies? You're in the middle of freaking nowhere. What are you going to do? How are you going to survive? I don't know. I mean, she's really messed up no matter where they live on that planet. If something happens to him, right? She's going to be screwed regardless. Yeah. So So he does tell her, I found somebody that can connect you with somebody that's going to be in that quadrant of the universe and can take you home to Earth. And she does get all bent out of shape. She does find out that they're fated mates, right? Mm -hmm. And it gets over pretty... The, the conflict gets over pretty quickly, which I was happy for. Yeah, me too. Yeah. He does tell her everything. And, you know, they're going to open a restaurant in that village. I, it's all very interesting. I thought they were very cute together. Yeah, they were cute together. And it was interesting to me because um, the epilogue of the book is actually 
just them having some sexy times. And so then I was actually surprised when it said that they were the characters for the next book. I'm like, well, what is going to happen in the next book? What's the conflict going to be in the next book? I'm, I actually have absolutely no idea because that one bad guy is dead now. Well, I don't know. He still has to clear his name and he's still going to probably want to find his blood brother, right? Oh, so maybe it's him clearing his name in that book. But how does he do that if he doesn't have the information from, hmm, I'm sure I'll read well, he- it and figure it out. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, that I think just read the book and find out. So what do you rate this book? Um, I really liked this book. There were a couple things I didn't like about the book. And it was just like a little things that maybe don't matter. I didn't like that her nickname for him was baby. I'm just I didn't like that either. Isn't that funny? Yeah, it's not like like I call my husband babe. But to me, like, yeah, that's way different from baby. It was kind of weird and so i didn't like that and then i didn't like from him the constant thoughts or references to his instinct it was Uh uh kind of annoying because he kind of refers to the instinct as like a separate entity inside that starts to take over once you find your faded mate i don't know i think it was maybe just like the word so those two words it's so random but those things really like bothered me that i kept seeing them in the fucking book (laughs) (laughs) Okay. <laughs> um, but those really were my only complaints about the book. I liked the pacing. I liked them together. I liked how she was a chef. And then when she does kind of settle on Rosin, she is working on getting some recipes together and kind of trying to find her footing on the new planet. And mm-hmm. I like... So overall, I really liked it. I probably would give it like four to four and a half, like wet panties, because my complaints were really minimal. Yeah, I that's funny because I really like Zoe Draven and I love her books. And I would also give this book probably four to four and a half wet panties. I'm a little prejudiced, though, because of the name. Maybe I should give it five. I don't know. But I thought it was very good. I'm I'm sure I'm going to read the rest of them because, like I said, I really enjoy reading her books. Yeah, I think there's actually only one more book in this series, which is kind of weird because I think this series is from 2018. It is. That is why I realized she couldn't have modeled the book after me because I didn't even know about her then. Oh, and she knows all about us. So it was (laughs) us. Hey, I have switched. I have exchanged emails with her a couple of times. I don't know if you knew that, but yeah. So no, yeah, I didn't know who she was. Actually, then she is very nice. Yeah, yeah, she is very nice. Um, you're gonna have to cut. I'm gonna say something to you, and you need to cut this part out when you edit. Okay. okay? Uh I realize we don't have our next book, do we? Um, I think we're going to do that book that you texted me before, the Mermaid mermaid book. book. Yeah, you want to do that? Okay. Yeah, and then also I downloaded, um, because I traded in a book for the Kindle. Hold on, let me open this stupid thing. It's a Katie Wilde book. It's a Christmas book. It's 220 pages called Secret Santa. So we can do the Mermaid book, The Ocean's Justice. And then we can do the Secret Santa book after that for the holidays, if you want. Okay, yeah, we should probably do that because then the Secret Santa book will come out on the 20th, the episode. Okay, that's that's perfect. And then I think we should maybe tell people we're not going to be back until after the first of the year. We're taking two weeks for the holidays. Okay, that's fine. Good. So, um, <clears throat> uh, okay. let's see. So are you reading anything else? Uh, or yes, watching anything I am. on TV? I went back. I stopped watching Outlander because I couldn't stand how poor Jamie was always getting brutalized by that bastard British mm-hmm. person. And so I decided to skip and go straight to season three. I started watching that. I've been binging that a lot while I've been trying to um, crochet. 
And I've been doing that. I have also been reading a, a crap ton of the Griffin series books. Let's see, which one did I finish? Let me open this. Um, I finished Wounded Pride, which is book five in the Giza's Menagerie book, which is by Kay Draper. I really like these books. I wish you would read them. I know you're busy, but I would love to talk to you about them. And now I'm starting to read um, book six in that series called Pride and Perdition. Oh, and oh, wow. I finally... I finally found out there's only nine books in the series. I'm really kind of bummed, but I finally realized from reading the books what Derek fucking white is. Oh, so can you tell me is he's got to be something important, right? Yeah. You want me to tell you? Yes. Yeah, he in her harem. That's actually what I want to know more. Well, not yet. I just know what creature he is. Oh, okay. What is he? He's a demon. Ooh. Which is kind of funny because that's what I thought he was. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Sorry, people. But he's a demon. And every time she refers to him, she hates him. She calls him Derek fucking white. Every single time they have an interaction or he comes to her door or something. I just think it's freaking hilarious. So I'm reading that. I also started reading... A Court This Cruel and Lovely that you told okay. me about. Yeah. What is that author's name? Um, I think, is that the Stasia Stark? Stark. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So I am really liking this book. I did have a hard time last night, though, because this book, I'm at the part, I'm maybe halfway through it. It's like 500 plus pages, but... Um, it's, it's really stressing me out. I'm like, holy fuck, what's going to happen? So I have a hard time reading it at night because I have to go to bed. I usually go to sleep after I read. Mm -hmm. So I'm a, I must have read for 45 minutes while I was waiting at the doctor. So I got pretty far in the book. But yeah, it's it's really good. Thank you for recommending that. Nice. Okay, you're welcome. Yeah, I read the first two books in that series. And I have book three downloaded, but I haven't read it yet because I've been getting distracted, obviously, with podcast books. But yes. then I finally got Iron Flame from the library, which is book two in the Fourth Wing series by Rebecca Yaros. Oh, I'm and on the waiting list for that first book. Yeah, so I finished the audiobook of the book number one mm -hmm. and then i got book number two but i've actually not really been able to get into it because i've been not reading that much and then reading stuff for the podcast is like forcing me to not read it very fast and then i feel bad uh -huh. because there's of course in the library app it will tell you how many people are waiting for the book for you to fucking mm -hmm. finish it <laughs> like, yeah okay okay libby i know there's a lot of people waiting for the book i'm gonna try to read faster I actually have jury duty this week. So I'm like, okay, perfect. I'll sit in that fucking room all day. Hopefully sit in that room all day and I could just read my book. <laughs> you have jury duty again. I can't believe how many times you've had jury duty. Thank I get jury have duty all the time. All the time. Uh, I know you yeah. do. I'm kind of surprised considering what you do for a living. I, I was surprised at that. But well, I don't know. This is the thing. I always get called up for the rotation every time I'm eligible. I swear they fucking call me up. But then they never mm -hmm. pick me because I, for a variety of circumstances, but I never actually get on a jury. But I, I welcome the chance to sit in that jury lounge and read a book. Sometimes you just need that to be forced to sit there and do nothing, which in my case, I will be reading. Well, the last time I went, I went only once down here for jury duty and I couldn't do anything about it over the phone. But when I went in, I was going to sit there and wait and sit through the whole freaking thing. But then I saw people going up to this desk because I even wrote on the notice. I, they think I may have had a stroke and I'm under the care of a neurologist and blah, blah, blah. And they still 
told me, look, you got to come in. So I came in, I saw people go up to this desk and there was like one after the other. Oh, I have this. Oh, I have that. So I went up and I said, Hey, I put on my thing. I'm waiting to find out if I had a stroke. They think I either had a stroke or had some kind of issue. I'm under the care of a neurologist, blah, blah, blah. They said, Oh, you're confused. So I left. Are you there? Yeah, I'm listening. Sorry, the cat was crying. Oh, of course. So I was trying to open the door. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't mind going. I don't, I don't mind doing jury duty, but, you know, it's just one of those things that takes you away from your day. Yeah, I don't want to be taken away from my day. I'm retired now and all the days are my days. Everybody else can fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> um, I'm not going to like sit in court. Yeah, fuck you. I've done my time in my life and I, I'm it's all about me right now. I don't have much time left. So <laughs> I'm hogging all the days. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, um, oh, and then I was gonna tell you the thing I've been watching on TV is actually we realized like less than a week ago, I think it was. That Apple TV is included with our T-Mobile. Um, what? What do you call it? Get out! So I, I just got logged into Apple TV a couple days ago. So that's another thing I need to do is come to your house and see if I could get Apple TV on there for you. And you could watch some shit on there. Yeah, so, please. Oh, my God. You I've, better come today. Yeah, I've been watching the morning show. Which that's, is what what show. Oh, okay. yes, that's what I want to watch. Yes, that's what I've. That's what I want to watch. Okay, yeah. So you already know about it. So yeah. So remind me that um, I can try to lock you into if we can get it fucking downloaded with your Fire Stick. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I. Yeah, I'll talk to you about that when you get over here. But I, I have a Roku that is hooked up to my TV in my bedroom. That's new. That maybe we can use that. But I can swear that TV that I got a year ago or whatever when you guys helped me get the tv had all that shit already so i don't know why jeff hooked it up we still hooked it up with the fire stick so i don't know i'm confused my mantle is supposed to come today i'm very excited and my trees are coming tomorrow i'm very excited i had my palm trees ripped out and i'm getting two hong kong orchid trees which are fucking beautiful um delivered tomorrow that is exciting yeah yeah and my neighbor's gonna ask their uh, nurse their landscaper what do you call him i don't know who he is gardener if he if i can hire him to dig holes for the tree because i can't get in i can't dig the hole because there's so many roots in there i'm just not strong enough mm. anymore yeah you probably need oh. some sort of special equipment too oh yeah and do you want to talk about what we're going to be reading next before we forget. Yes. Do you want to say it or do you want me to say it? Well, I closed my candle, so you better say it. Okay, this is a book that you found. It's called Ocean's Justice, A Little Mermaid Tale by Demelza Carlton. Yeah, I got it up when they were doing the free, you know how they have the free book thing? Apparently, mm -hmm. I had downloaded that one. I don't know anything about the author. I don't know anything about the book. I hope it's good. Um, but I guess we shall see, people. Speaking of free, that reminds me. I just got a book from Zoe Ashwood, who I love for her Orc series. It um, just came out. It is called The Orc Blacksmiths. And it's a male, male, female series book in the black bear clan series and if you go on her instagram it's free using the link in her bio so um i got that the other day i'm very excited to read that i've read all of her orc books yeah i have and two and you need to help me with that too because remember i texted you last night and i said i downloaded it but i don't know where it is Oh, yeah, you download it through, I think it's Prolific Works. And then I couldn't get it to send it to my Kindle. So I need to Google that and figure out how to do that. Yeah, okay, good. Then you can help me because I don't know what's happening, as you well know. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> yeah, All so right. um, 
So yeah, text me. Let me know what time you're coming over. Okay. And um, I guess that's about it. That's it. I'm going right. to go uh, take some Advil and lay down and see if I can do something about this fucking migraine. I have a little bit of a headache, but I thought it was a sinus thing. What do I know? Yeah, apparently it could be anything. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if anybody's going to have it, it's going to be fucking me. So, yeah. all right. Okay, babe. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Talk to you later. All right. All right bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bonded Books Podcast. You can rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Our email is bondedbookspodcast at gmail.com. And check the show notes for a link to all of our social media.